Often when talking about funeral services, the following questions come up. Why are funerals so expensive? We'll take a look into that and more right here on the Good Grief Podcast with Amber Miller right after this. Have you ever wondered how to help someone who is grieving? At O'Connell Family Funeral Homes, we know it can be difficult to know what to do and what not to do or say. That's why we created a downloadable guide to help you navigate the complexities so you can support someone who is grieving. This guide is also for you, though, if you are the one grieving. We have a helpful and thoughtful list of things you should do and also things you should avoid. Download the Do's and Don'ts Grief Support Guide today. You can find the link in the show notes. And welcome in. It's August, and we have a podcast for you here, the Good Grief Podcast for the O'Connell Family Funeral Homes. I'm Pete Wagner along with Amber Miller as we will be talking about costs and expenses. Uh, aspects of it. Why is it so expensive to hit the afterlife? Well, I think that's a, a huge thing that we get asked all the time when we meet with families. I mean, if you just do a quick Google search and type it into the search bar, you get pages upon pages of discussions on, on forums and threads asking why it's so expensive, how to cut costs with your funeral, or frankly, why we've made the afterlife so expensive. And it's too bad, and it really makes a disservice to our industry. And us funeral directors, we just get a bad rap. Well, when you talk about costs, it's all really, it, it, it depends upon what you're talking about. Right. Is that car really expensive? It, what about that house? It just depends <laughs> on what you're getting. Exactly. You know, so I think sometimes people feel like this hurts enough that someone has passed away. But this all goes back into our pre-planning discussions from mm-hmm. all the, you know, and you know me, I'm like just a hound on that. But if you do it, these costs aren't so painful. But it does cost. It's not free, correct? Correct. Uh, what What is your uh, mission here at O'Connell's to deal with that? Well, I think we our mission is to handle all of the details. So it, it might sound like cliche or kind of a, a hard thing thing to, to grasp, but it's really true. Uh, we think that the last thing that you should be handling when you're grieving after a loss is to fill your plate with more funeral-related items. That should You should really be focusing on your grief, your family, and next steps um, for you and, and your loved ones. So, In doing so, if you focus on all of that, you, you can provide the care. But I've always noticed in our podcast that as a group, you're really able to deal with the cost and not make it insurmountable. Right, absolutely. We're, we're very flexible and willing to work with families and we're very forthcoming about what all goes into, into the costs as it relates to the service that the family chooses. There's a lot of things that you have to do and you're on, on 24-7, 365. So why don't we get into that? Let's get this. What are some of the costs that, that you guys have to deal with? Yeah, so it all goes back, you know, there's a, a couple of different parts, but our, our professional needs. So, you know, collectively as a team, we have over 75 years of experience in this industry, and that's invaluable, really. But we're on call 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So normal person works 40 hours a week. That's not our job. We're, we're up at 2 a.m. That means holidays. So if you're getting an email from us at 2.30 in the morning or 6.30 at night, we're at work and we're serving a family. There's no such thing as a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What vacation? <laughs> right. And we're, we're all licensed too. So, you know, both licensed in, in Wisconsin and Minnesota because we're right on the border. And that involves, you know, countless hours of education and training. 
um, continuing education to, to continue our licenses every year. So a lot goes into that too. Are there a lot of weird uh, taxes and things that you get drilled with as well, given mm -hmm. the nature of what you do? I mean, that plays into the continuing ad and all the other things. Right, right. Yep. We, you know, are, are held to certain requirements as a funeral home. So making sure that we're being safe for our employees and the public that are entering our facilities, just because we hold hazardous chemicals and cremations, for instance, we have that on site. So all of those expenses related to those, making sure that our air exchangers are working properly and everything, like I said, is safe for the employees and the public. Do you think the general public has really an idea of what goes on in the funeral home itself or do they view it as a place they go to for a service or a reveal and get out and on with the day? They don't realize that there's dangerous chemicals, you know, and things that you have to take care of. Right, this isn't just kind of a, a normal business that you walk into, whether that's a bank, you know, obviously we still have the charges of the overhead turning on the lights and making sure right. security system and insurance and keeping up with the grounds and our inventory supplies, but there's a lot more that goes into it too at a funeral home. What about equipment? Well, all the things that you see that we bring with us, not only, you know, at the time of death, you know, the the van that we arrive in or our hearse, our kind of cots or our transfer equipment, um, all the easels and stands and things we bring to services, you know, all of that is important tools that we use to make the, the service meaningful and important. And so. of course you have to hit OSHA too, right? Regs, <laughs> you guys, right? I mean, there's yep. probably tons of, Absolutely. do you get, uh, do, are there walkthroughs and things like that that go on where they, and then do they, could they possibly slap fines on you? Yep. So every funeral home has has walkthroughs. Oh, that they we walk through the door. OSHA. Yep. Absolutely. So just like a restaurant or something would with, with you know the the health you know agencies in the in the state. Same with OSHA. So making sure that we're doing everything smoothly and keeping everyone safe. So what we've established here is you've got a structure, a building, you've got lights, heat, air, all of the things that go into it, computers, network systems, those types of things, and then in addition the equipment that goes in with this is pretty intense mm -hmm. and there's uh, lots of regulations that go in and around what you do mm -hmm. and then uh, there's also the hard costs of vehicles and other things that come along with it so it's not just one you've got a lot of different things that come into it and then you get into service preparations and all that goes into that with staff personnel and things like that mm -hmm. well and and everything that we kind of just talked about that's before the death even happens. And I think some of that is kind of out of the realm of families too, is that when they're here, they're really kind of hyper-focused on their their loved one in the service. But prior to even that happening, there's a lot of details and things that, that we take care of. But the, you know, in terms of the service preparation, they're here, the, the death has occurred all of that that goes into it. So, you know, being aware of and, and respectful of different religious cultures and customs and how that works for their service, um, especially professional traditions, you know, whether that's a, a police death or someone in the fire industry or EMS or how that all works for them. And then filing the necessary paperwork, you know, that's a big thing for families, those death certificates, contacting medical examiners, social security, all of those details. How many people do you have on to do those types of things? So as you look at service preparations from lining up the flowers and the delivery, um, transportation, uh, obits, uh, all of those things, how many, like you can't do all of that if you, or do you? 
Mm-hmm. So we we really do I mean it all. you yourself like, <laughs> not, not myself there's a no. support staff right right yep all of our funeral directors do all of these things so every time that you're sitting down and meeting with someone once you kind of walk outside the door they're then taking it over and and contacting and coordinating all of these items how many directors do you have here um, we have six directors wow. six directors um, pre-planning specialists office admins so yep. They're not really free either. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, so I guess what we're, what I'm, you know, I don't, for me, I'm looking at this of, you know, I don't want to say I'm justifying the cost, but maybe that's what it is. But if people want to know, well, why do I have to pay for these things? Um, you're real people who are working mm-hmm. with real costs. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you really think about the layers and levels of what you're doing, knowing the cost, it's actually, I think it's, goes back to my, well, which house are you talking about? Which mm-hmm. car are you talking about? Right. It's decently, it, it's affordable once you can understand it. You might see the number because it's coming at a bad time if you didn't pre-plan. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying, whoa, look at that. Absolutely. So, no, there's other things that happen too on the day of the service. Yeah, so the, the day of the service is where all of what we've planned kind of shines through at that point. So bringing all of our equipment to the place of the service, whether it's here at the funeral home or a church or other venue. So bringing those flower stands and Kleenex and card box and pens and all the stationery that we printed, the reserve signs, greeting guests, the whole setup, bringing flowers. I think this bulk is where a lot of families who ask, you know, what goes into the cost or what do you all do as part of the coordination of the service? Do you get asked that? Oh, all the time. Like, like, why are we paying you? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what, what do you, you do you have to be polite about that. <laughs> well, because you, you could really be, mm-hmm. we've got this, 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 and this, but you don't want to, like, drill, you know, but at the same token, mm-hmm. you have to kind of say it. Right. Well, and just kind of thinking, you know, I kind of look at it at, a, like, a wedding perspective, too. You it's know? exactly like it. Some people are like, do I really need a, a day of coordinator? Okay, well, think about this. You arrive at 8 a.m. and you're in the midst of getting your hair done and your makeup done, but, yeah, you have to stop. And go upstairs and make sure all the 30 some right. tables have flowers on them and making sure the candles well, are Well, do you really want to have flowers? Um, okay, then you save money. Don't, then don't have flowers. Uh, right. Do you want the food mm-hmm. at the wedding? Well, then don't have food. Right. Well, then don't have the wedding. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> yep. it's kind of like it, but it, it mm-hmm. comes down to, wow. I, I guess that would be, to me, I think that would be the hardest part is having to justify your existence in this process when you're mm-hmm. really, really helping. Right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, I have a lot of, you know, friends or extended family that are willing to help out. But then they don't, you know, there's a lot of family that's in town for these funerals. And do they want to not be able to talk and, and reminisce and spend time with their family because they're focused on greeting guests at the door and getting people seated and making sure that traffic goes where it needs to go? So it's a lot. Well, and there's always a really uh, professional feel when a director is there. Uh, it takes any of the stress away from close to family or family members who are trying to do things they're not professional at. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just makes the process more respectful. Absolutely. And and they're, you know, just with this, you know, 
rise in cremation and people kind of handling their own services, there are a lot of churches in and around this community that have outlined, you know, we will only do services if a funeral home is, is present because they see all of the stressors that happens to the family and they know that it runs the most smooth. It becomes a disaster a in a hurry. Right, if you right. Don't. Yep. But I mean, like, if you look at just set up, you know, you, like mm-hmm. you said, flowers, casket urn, picture boards, frame photos, setting up video slideshows. Lining up vehicles for funeral procession to the cemetery. That's always like a gong show. Nobody, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? Everybody's kind of running, you know, uh, freelancing, greeting guests, seating guests, gathering family for prayer, discussing with casket bearers, um, carrying food in, ensure safe storage and memorial cards, you know, grabbing their things, mm-hmm. working with eulogists, assisting and uh, running speakers and playing CD for music if needed. Worship aids, you know, handing those out. Uh, it, it goes on and on with ushers, directing guests. Sure, you can have a family member do that. And I mean, there's a lot. And you know, I've always, I've always marveled whether it's a sport or a career. It's fun watching people do things that they're very good at mm-hmm. professionally. Mm-hmm. And when someone does something in this setting, I think it's worth every penny, Absolutely. my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, it's it's fascinating for sure. And then obviously there's things that go on after the funeral too. It's not just done. You don't just walk away, right? Right. Once the funeral is done, there's that whole aftercare piece. So, you know, sending out texts and cards to them on, on their important loved one's day, you know, inviting them to grief support groups, keeping them um, present for our, our grief in the holidays uh, event that we have every mm-hmm. single year. So there's lots that goes into it. sending out free booklets, making sure those resources are available, not only on our website, but also here uh, at our offices too. Well, then obviously what we've, what we've discussed and established here is that there's lots that goes into a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, costs associated with what you provide are one thing, but then we're talking about urns and caskets, um, newspaper space for obituaries or whatever they charge. I mean, there's other things that are part of it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's there's a deep, rich service that goes with what you provide. Yeah. Well, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we're diligent about trying to take everything off of your plate so you can really focus on your own grief and healing. We try to handle all of the details so that when you walk away from here after the arrangements, you feel like a weight was a lit lifted from you and that you can really focus on the things that you want to mm-hmm. um, so that you don't feel like you have to go to every single vendor and, and coordinate things. And we really pride ourselves on doing it all with uh, most respect and care for both you as the survivor and your loved one, all while trying to make your loved one's ceremony or celebration of life or funeral personalized with a lot of those meaningful touches that we've talked about in the past. So, And you have a, a very, very good mission statement here that you guys really abide by. Yep. So our, our mission statement at O'Connell's is to create a safe space and healthy foundation for grief and healing by providing meaningful, dignified, and compassionate service to those suffering a loss. So it really goes back to our our logo, that clada, the love, loyalty, and friendship, that goes back to everything we do every single day. That's absolutely priceless. Mm-hmm. Very true. Wow, uh, that's good stuff. And uh, I didn't even really know a third of what you do. I mean, I do, but you you observe it. And then it's the little details mm-hmm. uh, that when one detail is missed, which leads into a second, which leads into a third, it comes crashing down. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody really wants that for their loved ones. And that's part of what you get. That's why it's, ex- well, I don't look at it as expensive. 
That's why there's a cost. Right. Right? Absolutely. Yep. And pre-planning helps with all of that too. So we've talked about it plenty of times in past podcasts, but pre-planning all of that is a huge weight lifter off your family's shoulders and especially pre-funding for it all takes that burden off. There's no surprises. Right. And that's the name of the game. So hopefully that this helps for me and for you to drive that, to do that, but it also helps explain why things happen the way they do. Mm -hmm. Great topic. Really good stuff. Amber, thanks for joining us here. Have a great rest of your summer. Thank you. We'll be back in the fall in September. Can you believe it? (laughs) Uh, It's already here. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for good grief for Amber Miller and Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.